From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's The Power Move with John Gafford. Back again, back again, back again. This is our Friday episode if you're listening from home. There you go. Oh, happy Friday, everybody. Or if you're downloading it later, glad you just downloaded it all. We're happy to have you. Happy you, to see uh, you. First time tuning in, uh, which hopefully not, but well, I know you know, and that's not true. I hope it is your first time tuning in because that means we're picking up more people. Because now, like I said before, we are plus 10,000 subscribers over that. You know, I looked it up. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you this. First of all, of course, the intro we got to do for everybody. Uh, to my left, Colt, Fancy Pants Amadan. Fancy Pants is the handle yep, this week. Yep, fancy yep. Pants. You know what I didn't start to show you? There we go. Bam. Fancy Pants Amadan. Thanks. I like this. Yeah. Day shift. I, I, I prefer the Colt Day Shift, but we promised a new, a new nickname every single time we did this. And across me as court, as always, is Chris Connell Esquire. How are How you, are counselor? You? How are you, young man? I'm doing good. Everybody's feeling a little better after we're not going to get slapped for cash, I think, today. <laughs> oh, what a was, monster. Uh, yeah, I think. Oh, I think. I think. So I think. big. And you know what, guys? <laughs> if you're out there, $20 gets you a long ways in life, we found out. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I, Colt was. Uh, I love how Colt was actually considering, like, well, what, would it, what, would it, what, would I, what would I take? What would I take? Take How much should I let this guy take? Slap okay, so now does. that we've seen videos, we've seen that guy. We all said a million bucks last time. No way, yeah. <laughs> a million no bucks is not because he can literally no take your jaw off. Yeah, yeah, he, he would oh. absolutely just murder you. And cack, you know, I like that. We it's almost like having a laugh track cackling in the background. Uh, we have another guest today because I like to talk about, you know, today's show is going to be about emerging markets and, and taking advantage of things and the economy as it goes forward and seeing things, you know, skate as, as Gretzky would say, the great one skating to where the puck is going, not to where the puck is, is where he is. The secret to success. Great one. Is my guy Brandon, who has launched a uh, a new product or project that we want to talk about because I think it is the future of currency. I know. It's heard right here first. We're going to break it big, but it's launching November 1st. Brandon, how are you, buddy? Hey, guys. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, John. Appreciate it. Look forward to chatting with you. Yeah, man, you bet. So so Brandon is a friend of mine that I met through my mastermind group, and we've hit it off. And, and, and I got to tell you, everybody, when you go to these things, has got something going on. Right, they all have a little a little deal going on, uh, but Brandon's thing is a little new, a little unique. But before we get actually into what it does and what it is, and why you should care what it is and what it does, how you kind of came up with this to me is fascinating. So, you know, I like to look deep anytime we have a successful entrepreneur on, and, and he, you're just not if you're looking for YouTube to see what Brandon looks like, he's not in studio. Unfortunately, we're rocking this uh, a purely from. Uh, online is what we're doing. We're, he's handsome. called in. He's he called. Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> this is if you saw the Instagram photo of me not too long ago, where I was at the beach and I'm standing there with three dudes that look like they're all towering over me. Uh, Brandon's one of those guys. But I want to back up, man, and talk about uh, you know born you know entrepreneurs. Are they born or made? Where did you start out, man? Tell me, you know, tell us the story, my brother. Oh, man, that's a long story. I don't know how long you have here, John, but I can uh, certainly do my best. Um, really grew up with a single mom and with three jobs and didn't have much growing up and uh, really wanted to do more and buy my own thing. So I got my first job when I was 14, uh, moved out of my house when I was 16 and a half, graduated from high school, kind of grew up a little too fast. And uh, well, actually, I don't think so. But in, in most people's eyes, um, you know, I, I progressed quickly. And, um, you know, I moved down on 16 and a half and then so really you, started in the mortgage wait, 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 business. You, you had like your own, you had like your own apartment in, uh, where were you? you mean, 
Cali? Uh, I was in Laguna, yeah, in Cali and Laguna Niguel when I was 16 and a half. Okay. You and Tony Hawk. Moving yeah. out on your own. Yeah, you moved <laughs> 16. Yeah, never, never met him. But yeah, I no, moved out when I was 16. I actually got started in the mortgage business. I think it was 18 or 19. Um, and really did, did well there. Um, and just kind of progressed through, really kind of found a love for DJing and dance music. So got into that early on. Um, but just really was in the mortgage business for quite some time. I uh, started my first uh, own mortgage company at the age of 24. Uh, it was a technology first platform called ratefirst.com. And it was essentially an insurance model uh, for consumers, very consumer driven, where they can go online, shop for their best lender, the best rates, the best points, all that good it stuff. It was an aggregator. And we eliminated you, you, you built an aggregator. Yeah, built an aggregator. It's one of the first, I would say, what they call FinTech now is a financial technology company. And we just cut out the middlemen of, uh, which were loan officers at the time and just had uh, it be consumer drive it forward. Uh, 2007, I, I saw the kind of the, the market and I sold my interest and just started working at that time for a hedge fund and uh, did a lot of physical delivery of commodities. So got into that space and got my feet wet understanding, you know, different um, banking transactions, uh, how the actual international trade work, international banking. So it was great. I was mentored by um, a, a gentleman by the name of Alexander. And he, he showed me the ropes. He, he, I learned a lot while the real world worked. Um, and during that time, um, I actually started building a, uh, a trading company where we actually had a bot uh, in, the, in the Forex market, not, not in the crypto market. So we had a bot. And we were trading. We we're making about 25% return on our money a week. We're doing very well. We had about uh, 20 plus traders working for us full time. This is where I kind of got into trading and, and that side of the um, that side of the house. So went through that and ended up losing a million dollars in one day uh, going against the bot that we built. Um, so that was a bummer. It's kind of like, it's like term like <laughs> Terminator when the uh, yeah the, it took it like the the, the, the machines became too <laughs> smart yeah. took you over yeah oh it, it, it was gut wrenching I, I remember just uh, I never had the thought I wanted to kill myself but it was it was that close it was just oh, it was horrible just made a really bad decision but learned a lot from it as all my bad decisions and bad experiences in my life and see real, uh, really, real quick real quick know, see real quick Colt learning from bad decisions. This is how you progress in life. This is what you do. You got to learn from your bad decisions. I feel like all my decisions have been pretty good at this point of life. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I well, think you guys are hinting towards my wife. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm hinting. I'm hinting for you. Told me that you would turn down seven figures to get smacked by that man. And I That's would definitely. Yeah, I, I find that to be a poor decision. We were actually talking to a vet. Yeah, through you. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. All right, so so the robots take you over, Brandon. There you go. Where, where are we at now? Yeah, so you know that that took me out, took the wind out of my sails. Um, I, I picked myself back up. Uh, I got back, actually back into the mortgage business, and uh, I forgot what year it was exactly. Um, but we, uh, I started. My background is marketing. I love, I love just figuring things out. So created some marketing systems. Ended up being the number one branch of American Financial Network for quite some time with two partners. Did very well um, there, and um, my passion has always been music. So, uh, you know, I wanted to become a DJ, a producer. I loved it. It's my, it was my dream, and I wasn't going to stop at anything to, to accomplish my dreams. That's what drives me. That's my fuel. Um, so, started working hard, stacking up chips, built out a studio here in Orange County, 
uh, five different studios actually in one facility. And really it was a, an idea to, to bring in-house a one, one-stop shop for, for artists. I saw all the different, you know, things plaguing the music industry. Um, it was very one-sided. Um, and th- there's a lot of middlemen. So anyways, ended up, um, selling my interest in the mortgage business to work full time in music. Started building out a, a catalog of music. Started building out my personal uh, brand as as an artist, and had three t- full time uh, producers with me. And then I realized that the music business there is absolutely no money in it because again, I figured out there is a lot of middlemen and there was very controlled. Interesting enough, um, a, a statistic that I, I read back then was that an artist only keeps twelve percent of what they actually create, which is which is horrible. That needs to be flipped. Um, so I ended up putting about a half million dollars in the studio, ended up making about 15 bucks, uh, horrible business. It wasn't like, uh, back in the mortgage business you know days where I could no, spend check a thousand and make 10. Check this out. I have an idea. I have an idea. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to open up John and Brandon's school for strip club DJs. So we're going to do. <laughs> Satellite show bar three, Satellite Sunday, Satellite show bar three. Come on, fellas, put your money where you want to put your mouth. This so, is man like You know what's funny, Brandon? No, I'm, t- I'm telling you, you take guys <laughs> oh, that are completely man. washed up. They can't get like they like they, guys, day shift. No, they can't get they can't get a job. They're, I love it. they're and, and and like exactly. They they might start on the day shift. If they're like uh, Colt, uh, they never get off the day shift. But I'm just saying. So Brandon, yeah, what Brandon brought up is a good point that in the fina- in the music industry, a lot of people didn't realize that these rappers were selling and these these young rock bands were signing million dollar deals. And at the <laughs> advancements, end, and at the end of the deal, yeah. they owed the oh, record this, company yeah, the half a million time. bucks. Oh, the tour, studio oh, this. time. You got to oh, use our this. lawyers. You gotta, yeah. yeah, here's a million oh, yeah. bucks. We're going to spend it all on us, us. and you're going to owe us half and a you're million get bucks. Nothing. Yeah, that's true. And and again, another point from that is, you know, there's a situation where you were following your passion, you were doing what you wanted to do passion wise, but you probably yep. should have done a little more investigating into what the end result could be before you started hit, hit tap dead center. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. This comes back to what I said before about learning from this mistake, but this was the path that I was meant to be on. You know, I went through this, 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 um, you know, this really kind of, a horrible thing in my life. I was making, you know, seven figures net a year, young age. I was doing really well for myself. And, um, you know, we, you know, I decided to move into my passion and just go all in. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of how I kind of leap in blind faith when I have, you know, when my gut tells me to. So this learning experience kind of really got me, not kind of, it got me where I'm at today. And it's a huge blessing. So uh, I went through this process. I didn't know, no way to make money. Well, what it did is it forced me to fix this problem in the music business. At that same time, this was like 2017. This is in the crypto market, really starting to boom. All the uh, ICOs and tokens going through the roof. Uh, it was crazy. So my buddy decided to, to invite me over to show me something. And he was showing me Bitcoin mining rigs. And I forgot what it was like late at night. I went over there. He showed me his room of this big computer mining rig. It, it filled the whole room. It was insane. And he was telling me that this this machine solves math problems and basically prints money out of thin air. And I go, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. The Rothschild must be involved. The CIA must be Something's going Something. on. This doesn't make any sense. Something. And so really this is kind of that point where nothing was working. I was trying to find myself and search for myself. So I decided to... See, yeah, see, in my house. You're a trusting guy, man. 
Because like Colt's been trying to come to his bedroom and look at his rig for like months, and I'm not going <laughs> it's a over there. Different kind of rig. Yeah, that's, I'm not doing that. Different kind of won't make you money, but <laughs> it's something to see uh, for sure. <laughs> but it's something to see for sure. And just like your uh, internet, just like your server, it plugs in. Oh, uh, it plugs in. Yeah, it runs. <laughs> and there it is. So, so oh, your point. Man. So you're you're looking at your. You've seen your buddy's rig, which you know. I don't know. <laughs> just, Haven't yeah, we all? Pretty much. I got to warn you, Brandon. Pretty much. Yeah, we talk about business but it pretty much devolves pretty quickly every show that we come off the wheels it is what it is it It is what it is but so you got to figure it out man you're trying to figure something out where do you go from there and 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 i'm going to keep interrupting you so i'm just just warning now it's gonna happen i love it i love it i love it um yeah so just trying to figure it out something kept eating at me inside and i decided to lock myself in my house for a weekend and really dive into it something was telling me you need to look into this so i started watching videos and youtube and just doing some research and really understanding the fundamental, uh, what, you know, the fundamentals of blockchain technology and why it works and Bitcoin, read the white paper, um, all that good stuff. And literally the light bulb went off inside of me. And I remember that as a turning point in my life that everything changed. I, I truly believed at that moment that this was out, this was what I was meant to do. And literally everything and all the businesses, all the ideas, everything, all these problems that existed, we're all solvable through blockchain technology and my, my world just changed. And that's John when that's that's the time I think I told you about that's when I when I met you in Vegas at that mastermind yeah. for Sean Kelly, is this is the time I decided to fast. So I fasted for thirty days, thirty no food, taste. water only, no food. And 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 I knew I could do it because my mentor that I told you about before, his wife had cancer. Um, he was, you know, uh, you know, a billionaire. So he was able to fly his wife around everywhere to try to solve for the cancer. It was on her lymph nodes. It couldn't operate. Couldn't do chemo. Flew her to the best doctor in the world. She had three weeks left to live. Basically, they said, if you, uh, he got this, I don't know who, he, where he got it from. I don't know. Maybe it was, I, mean, I think it was from God. He said that he was, was told to fast and starve the cancer to death. Um, so his, his wife, uh, fasted for 55 days and I watched her go through this process oh so I knew it was safe 55 days and the cancer literally fell off and is non-existent she's still alive today so you can't beat cancer and all you have to do is starve it because it needs a sh- certain sugar to survive Dude, so anyways back so, to my story I love I love, I, see, I love how he always brushes past the, the 30, 30 days of no food yeah. dude I'll tell myself I'm going to eat better. Like yesterday, I'm sitting there at home. I'm like, man, I got to get, you know, get back on it. And I want, no, I'm like, I'm going to eat better. It's fine. Blah, 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 blah. And like five minutes later, it's like a reflex action. I don't even know what's happening. Cause now the, the Halloween candy has shown up in the house. I walk by and I got like freaking one kick out of my hand and one shoved down my throat. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like I didn't even think about it. It just happened. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I mean, dude, I, I'm not going to lie. Like if I went like 30 days with no food, I'm I'm thinking I'm going Cancer like my no my I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking somebody I know is getting eaten I mean if if, if it was like we're in a life raft if we're okay yeah, yeah. if we're in a life raft <laughs> let's talk about that if we're in a life raft me you me me you and Connell right Colt oh, okay number one who do you think's getting eaten first oh for sure not me not you well I don't have, I don't have a ton of fat on me. <laughs> You guys are going after me? No, but you're killing me for the yeah. Or we can overcome you quicker. Your brains have so yeah. much fat. No way. <laughs> so I, fat no. in your brain. I, I think. First oh, bro, off, you'd be, you would. Oh. I'm sorry, cold. 
I, no, you, because buddy. I could outswim you, you guys. I, I, here we John, go back John, to you guys. Connell's like looking at you like, oh, John, it would be up to you. Yeah. <laughs> you oh. just wake up and cold. fucking half of I would just wake I'd up. Be like, and, John, it was, it was yeah. you were cold. No, you, I would, yeah, that's exactly. I'd wake up and Chris would be like, what's dinner time? Hey. <laughs> Dinner's on, soup's on. Yeah, you guys are just my swimming skills. I could swim and float. No, oh, we're yeah, dying we, we in a raft. Paddle our raft. We're fucking dying on no, a raft. Absolutely, we'll let you, get out a little bit. you could not <laughs> paddle a whole raft with you two in it faster than I could swim. Not, not happening. John and I, arms out the side of nope. the raft, starving. With a bit. starving. Yeah, you, you would. No. How long do you think you could swim for in the middle of the ocean uh, before you would give up and just let us eat you? Right you would just would like be exhausted and die probably on your own. Yeah. And then. Hey, Brandon, if you went to the Olympics, <laughs> what sport do you think you could do in a year? This is called standard question, Brandon. I don't know if you heard that, Brandon. This is his standard question. Any Olympic no, sport, Olympic sport do, you do you think do? that you could p- perform, participate right now in any Olympic, winter or summer, in a year's worth of training? A year's training. Uh, which one? Javelin throw. Javelin throw. Javelin. I feel like that'd be harder. But I, I could. I think that's I a mean, technique move. I think yes. it's. I think I ran into Brandon that it. Thing, and I think he's pretty tall. I think Javelin could oh, yeah. throw. He's a big dude. Yeah, Colt's convinced he could be an Olympic equestrian because the horse does 95% of the work. That's what he's convinced of. <laughs> and Brandon <laughs> agrees with me, correct, Brandon? I'm, I'm yeah. It's, it's oh, ludicrous, but he, think, but he thinks I'm that. Way, I'm way too big. There's no way. Yeah, the, bigger, the bigger, the more difficult it is for a horse. Like, that's where you're wrong. It's, it's crazy. The inverse ratio. You want to be smaller. Cool. I'm not big. You're massive compared you're, to the you're, jockey. Yeah, you're massive, which is exactly why we would eat you first. Yeah. That's why. Anyway, back to you, Brandon. So you're off. So 30 days of fasting is done. You've had this epiphany. Yeah, through, so, so you said, man, you had such incredible clarity through this time. It was just amazing oh, yeah. how focused you are. I'll, I'll tell you about it. it it's amazing. And so it, it really is a, it's a mind thing. And most people think they can't get through it because the first three days are the toughest. And day three is by far the toughest because you have massive headaches, all that. But then really your body goes into ketosis naturally. And you start to feed off of your fat for energy. So day three is a, is a big milestone. Day seven is a big milestone. After day seven, it becomes a lot easier. And then once you're past like day 10 or 14, it's like it, it's, it's all it's it's normal. It's normal living. It's just something that's more automatic. And the clarity that you get from it, your body spends a lot of its energy breaking down food. So now your body's repairing itself. And now that you don't have all that crap that's coming through and processing through your system, the mental clarity is just insane. I literally, I felt like I was from, uh, you know, that movie Limitless yeah. where I took a pill and I was just super focused. I'm not a, a, at that, at that point, I didn't think I was a great writer, but this is when I really started to dig into blockchain and I decided to write a, a white paper. I've never written a white paper before in my life. I read over 200 I, I'm not at that, that period of time, but in, by building up to write my white paper for music, I wrote over 200, 250 different white papers. I forgot exactly. Um, and compared them all and, and, and all that good stuff. I understood the, the you know, the blockchain business uh, and in different music projects that were out there. So ended up writing this uh, white paper, just stream of consciousness, writing it out. And I, it was just, a, I remember I was just writing and I didn't even know who it was. It wasn't me. I felt like it was an out-of-body experience. And I started writing it, and I was done with it. And I, I, I looked at this this white paper. I'm like, wow, I believe I could fix the, you know, the fundamental issues plaguing the music business and getting independent artists a real way to make a living in music. 
you know, let's just say that's a $5,000 a month, you know, USD equivalent, um, you know, uh, um, you know, income. Um, but the, it was with this model, it, it was being paid in crypto, but no real way, no, absolutely no way to spend crypto for everyday transactions. So I shelved um, Pangea, that's the name of it, Pangea Music. And, um, and, and so then I, that's where I started Moby, which is my company now, um, Moby Network. And basically what we're doing is we're building mainstream products with blockchain, starting with the flagship product that we're actually launching uh, first week of November of uh, this year, 2021. And that allows you to use cryptocurrency at the biggest retailers in the world through a, a, a relationship that I had that I built the entire company around. So now, see this. I see this is out, yeah. See this, this is the problem with crypto. This is the issue. The, the issue is I've got crypto in this wallet. It's going up and down. It's fluctuating. For people that don't understand where this is, you need to start learning about cryptocurrency. And full disclosure, real quick, um, I'm very big on Brandon's project. I am invested in it. Um, I'm big on this whole thing that he's about to talk about, but the problem that he solves is what is the practical day to day use with crypto? Right. What is it? Like, I mean, you, you got to sell it, then you got gas fees, you got to convert it back. It's, it's just, there's all this, this, this giant process of moving it from the crypto altcoin coin world to, to a register you know, to, a, to, to, to where it can actually be used as money where you, you, you transit for goods and services. And Brandon has solved that problem. So in a nutshell, yeah, no, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Tell, so tell them what your Moby app does in kind of real time and what it, what it, tell them what it does. So basically our, our, our app is a kind of a payments and rewards ecosystem. It's a banking style application, similar to Venmo cash app and PayPal allows you to use cash and connect your bank account normally, but also allows you to use crypto very easily. Um, so the thing that we're focused on is, making it easy to use for the mainstream consumer to help with mainstream or mass adoption, right? So um, that was the biggest problem that I saw with the crypto space is no one's going to be able to utilize it. It's never going to go where it needs to go unless it's easy to use. So we focus Moby uh, to be able to build that. So it encompasses a lot of different things in the ecosystem. It encompasses a wallet. Uh, it encompasses an exchange, uh, a merchant gateway, banking integrations, and a rewards model all wrapped up into one ecosystem, make it very easy to use. So, so let me de um, let me de nerd that for you. Let me de nerd that for <laughs> you. Home. I'm sorry, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> let me de nerd that. So, what you can do is you got crypto in your wallet. You go to let's call it Target, right? You fill the card up with random hodgepodge things, you know, or if you're Colt's wife, whatever she sent you to the store to get, you know, whatever Colt's <laughs> wife is sending to the store to buy. You fill up the card. You go up to the counter. You open your Moby app. And you literally type it, you, you, you type in where you're at. And this happens like as fast as I'm talking about this. This isn't a long drawn out process. You type in where you're at, you type in the total that she gives you, and then it converts that crypto into a gift card for the exact amount of your transaction wherever you are. Right. And you beep it on the thing like you would a gift card and off you go. That's amazing. But there's yeah, more, there's it. more, isn't there, Brandon? Oh yeah, there's a lot more, but it just depends on how down the rabbit hole you want to go. But well, no, no, I think I think the reward. I think the, well, the, the two biggest differences here are like when you move crypto from one form to another, you pay something called gas fees. Yeah, right. You got to pay the gas yeah. transaction. What's the transaction? transaction? Brandon, what does it cost to convert your crypto into something like this? What's the gas fees? Uh, there's zero gas fees in our platform. Zero gas fees. So you have zero loss. So there's zero loss of your crypto yeah. you're converting back in, but. 
there's more, isn't there? But there is, the, but there's more, Brandon. Because not only is there no <laughs> gas fees, and this is why I love this, but just much like when you use a credit card and you get rewards. Yeah. Brandon, do you get rewards when you use Moby? Oh, 100%. You get rewards and an actual, like, a form of currency that can be redeemable anywhere. Redeemable for cash, redeemable for other products. So you actually get incentivized to use the platform in cash back rewards, either in cash or crypto. Um, and so it, it's a beautiful thing. So it's not unlike like the master or sorry, the American expresses of the world. You can only use those points within their network. How we developed it is you're getting rewarded in our coin, Moby coin. And that, that coin is an actual currency that can be redeemable for cash. So and you can trade it in for cash and everything else. Right. So everybody's heard of Bitcoin. Everybody's heard of, you know, Ethereum at this point, Moby coin is what they call an altcoin in the, uh, in the biz, I guess. Is that what you say that Brandon? Yes. Altcoin. At this point, yes, and but all coins, some of them, you know, get pumped and dumped and die, and it's what they are, and people lose a ton of money. Some of them, you know, you get in. I was talking to one of our friends, Brent Skinner, yesterday, and he was like, "Bro, I shot up on something like two hundred sixty-five percent in two minutes." He goes, "I thought it was broken, and by the time I could get around to selling it, I dropped back down like it was just insane." And and there's all kinds of you know skyrocket down things, but MobyCoin just passed a, a very serious milestone, which is how much is now in circuit? What's what's the cap? On it now? Uh, we, yeah, as of yesterday, we uh, we um, hit right through the $100 million market cap, and we went up to $135 million yesterday. So we did a $40 million market cap increase in 24 hours. That's a lot. So there's $140 million worth of this stuff in U.S. dollars up being traded based on current value. That's, that's not going away. And... Um, you know, this is a practical use for crypto and as more and more people buy it, as more and more people, you know, make a ton of money in it, they're going to be looking for ways to spend it and ways to use it in a practical sense. And this is going to mainstream what it does. Uh, how can they download the app, dude? Where do they download it? Um, well, the app is going to be strategically rolling out um, in the first week of November. Um, and, and then basically, um, we're going to just do it in a controlled way, uh, similar to Clubhouse, if anyone is familiar with that, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to make sure that we're, we're doing it properly. So we're going to roll it out in the United States first. Um, and then um, we are, haven't decided when we're going to roll it out internationally, but this will be an international payments and banking app. Um, and then the MobiQuin will power it and it will power payments uh, around in the evening globally. So you'll be able to send through the coin with the fundamentals of what our coin actually does. Um, is it fixes a problem with like Bitcoin, Ethereum, which is really, it's too, too slow and too expensive. Ours is pretty next to nothing. So a hundred thousand transactions cost one penny, a hard cost, and it settles in two to five seconds. So you can send, you know, us dollars from here to grandma in Mexico with, with our utilizing our token. And it would settle in two to five seconds and it cost next to nothing. So do you just imagine? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, I'm sorry, Brendan. So do you got a, so is it, is it a platform for any coin or is it strictly MobyCoin? No, we, we're, we're integrating uh, multiple cryptocurrencies. We're launching with probably, you know, we, uh, I would say about four major cryptos to start, uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, USDT, and uh, I believe Stellar, but I'm not sure. Um, and then we'll be adding more currencies to, uh, to our platform. Uh, that'll be able to use that retail. So, uh, for instance, uh, we have a partnership in place with Litecoin, and Litecoin will now be able to be used through our retail partnership and our gateway at places like CVS, Blaze Pizza, Bed Bath & Beyond, all the ones that we're integrated directly at point of sale with, um, which will give more use case 
uh, for those those currencies. Because right now, as as John said, the biggest problem with cryptos is they're just an investable asset. They were always intended. Bitcoin, if anyone knows, Bitcoin was intended to be a, a payment method. But again, it's too fast or too too slow and too expensive. Um, and so it, this this inherently fixes that problem and, and what I call you know we're democratizing so more more micro transactions on the network will help hopefully stabilize the price points from these big swings that you see. Yeah, and again, when we talked about rewards, man, we're not talking about a couple. I mean, we're talking about like three percent, right? Yeah, we're we're going to be paying up to six percent, um, and, and that's Jeez. if you donate to charity. One of our one of my purpose in life is to build. Uh, I'm a for purpose serial entrepreneur. Um, you know, that's kind of self self imposed. But what I built these this ecosystem is a way for people through this rewards platform to give back. So through our business model, we uh, we power um, this cash back. But if people want to donate it to the charity cause or church of their choice, we'll match that. And so, um, you know, and that's just, a, I think, a, a big thing for me is to be able to support the charities and because they, they lack a lot of uh, what they call on-ramp of money to, to those charities in a lot of ways. So we hope that Mobi fixes that um, through this platform. So up to 6%, and that'll increase uh, more Mobi coin you hold, the more rewards you'll be able to receive. As I move along. Well, <clears throat> if anybody wants to buy Mobi coin now, if you want to look for the altcoin, what are they looking for? What swap is it on? The app is really the focus for us. The, the coin powers it. It's the technology behind it. Um, but that this will, I mean, everything that the coin will do in moving forward is going to be significant. We're happy uh, and, and super excited to, to be releasing this in the wild. We've been building for three years, doing it very compliantly by the book. Uh, we just got done with a SEC level and banking audit, went for, for four months, it, you know, and, and so we're, we're, it's going to be launching next month. So it's a, uh, it's great to see this three-year-old baby uh, being born. Finally coming around. Wow. Congratulations. Finally coming around. Yeah, That's man. Awesome. We, dude, we look forward to it. Random man, I, you know, hey, man, I, I'd say I wish you well, but I'm going to be riding your hip the whole time we're doing this. So uh, I'm sure we'll talk <laughs> more about it, but uh, we'll get ready to go. But, dude, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate having you, as always, and I'll talk to you soon, brother. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks right. for having Cheers, me. Cheers, man. See we'll be buddy. back right after the break. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we have, things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout. You know, there comes a time in, in every podcaster's <laughs> life, it does, when uh. When you, when you do this, and I read I read I read this, and I I said, man, I would never do that. That's just idiotic. Who who would ever do that? And I just did it. And for those of you listening, what it is is, we just did 15 minutes, and when I mean 15 minutes of gold, I'm talking about printed, solid, yeah. printed never, gold. I mean, Colt, the way that you broke down and completely analyzed the block. Well, first of all, let me tell you what I did. I forgot to hit record. So we were not recording this for the last 15 minutes. Well, so we're coming back in, but, but I, I, I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't Elon. like for what you missed was Colt completely broke down the whole philosophy behind the blockchain and in a way special. that I think, yeah, His flat tax proposal, John, the, the yeah. flat tax proposal, was, was untouchable, untouchable. He's and he's going to run for Congress. Yeah. He's going to be voted by both parties. 
unanimously based on this yes. bipartisan understanding. It, it of was and the way and, 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 and how he brought it back to balancing the budget just that quick. Well, and, I mean, what do you guys think we do at the day shift? There's not a lot of people. <laughs> we figure it out. So he threw it out yeah. the paper too. He he just proved that the Hindus are the ones that actually have it right. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> I mean, I I thought that was pretty well known, but, but apparently it wasn't. Yeah, I, I can't believe the the I mean, formula. Well, there I you guys go. If, if somebody can scratch but that, lost to the annals of history. Yeah. It, it lost to the you know what? We're gonna take that 15 minutes and just we'll just tuck it away with episode one. Yeah. Lost. Yeah. Lost. Lost to the annals of history forever. Lost. But did you guys see uh, what happened Sunday? Let's. No, again, that's well. That's well. That's what we got to talk about that because because again, you know, I'm sure that you guys remember, but we talked about a couple weeks ago. But if if you're like one degree removed from me, there's an excellent chance something amazing is going to happen to you. There's like an excellent chance. I got to hang out with Colt. You got to get with Cole. It's, one that's degree. always amazing. One degree was that's a, worth it. How much is a lap dancer on the day shift? How much is uh, it? Well, the, it's still uh, Yeah. 20, but. It's negotiable. Negative. It's negotiable. Yeah. Negotiable. It's negotiable. <laughs> he, uh, Cole, just like Brandon, does accept coins. He does, well, that's oh, handy. Oh, yes, I but no, do. No, that, that's but that, that's just just coins. Just a, they're like just pennies. The penny dimes. The penny dimes. Literally just coins. Not an old coin. You throw just, out, just, no, no, just no, throw no. out they're, that. They're not golden dial. Oh, my God. The golden just dollar. That and that's it. Grandma's got a jar that she dumps the change into. He takes it all. Oh, my God. So anyway, we got on Oh yeah, one one step removed from me, the glory. So you know, my partner's wife uh, embroidered in the "Let's Go Brandon" scandal yep. uh, a couple weeks ago, and then this weekend I get a text message from my cousin who's sending me this this text chain from him and his college roommate of four years, and it was his college roommate that was the guy that actually got the Tom Brady six hundred ball, and you know, there's a lot of debate out there about did he do the right thing? Should he have done this? What say you, counselor? What do you think? I think he absolutely did the right thing. I think he probably um, would have had his hand forced and been met with less generous um, remuneration after the fact. I don't think so. I think even Tom Brady said he was an idiot for giving it up. No, he Tom didn't. Brady yes, said that? Yeah, last night on uh, talking with no, Eli he, and Peyton. He's and, probably and, joking. No, I think he was being serious. Like I, I Tom, forget Tom what Brady's he exactly goat, said. But, you know, he's not he, callous. He really did say something. <laughs> he said the guy's that, an idiot for No. Yeah. I don't think Tom, I think uh, Drew Brees, Tom Brady was on football last night, was he? I will, no. Yeah, he I, was actually. Oh, he Tom was Brady, on the last After night. playing I will let you know on Sunday, quote. shows up to do the analysis on the Monday game, and he's already done the scouting report on the, on the oh back in Saints. Oh, my God. And that guy is that guy is unreal. No, and, and say, no, but I but I love how I thought I had the inside track here and all the scoop, and I had like, I had this big scoop I was going to have today, and you know, then the reality sinks in where Chris is like, oh, yeah, the guy got this, he got that, he got this, he got that, which I thought was pretty funny. But the one thing you didn't know. That's right. So this, is where, this is where we – This is where, this we, is where, this we, is where yeah. we part. This is where we part because he did get rest of uh, season tickets for the rest of this year and next year. He got a bunch of Mike uh, Evans signed stuff, a bunch of uh, Tom Brady signed stuff, some cleats. Jersey cleats. Tom, Bra- Tom Brady did give him a Bitcoin. Tom, Tom Brady, Brady Bitcoin. Gave him a sixty-three thousand dollars Bitcoin. A Bitcoin. That's a nice little. That's a nice little tipperoo for going to the old <sighs> old ball game. But what? Still he, not even twenty percent. Still not twenty percent. Well, allegedly, half a million dollars. Estimated football. allegedly. Estimated, estimated football at auction was half a million dollars. Tom Brady. Oh my God. Tom but Brady. Here's the, but I'm with you though. I don't think he walks out of the stadium with it regardless. But, he doesn't but, get out. But of it. you know, tip him twenty percent. Tip him twenty percent. Anyway, so he gets that. And he, but he, here's what you didn't know. He has to play golf with with Tom Brady. 
and the goat is going to probably secretly do it. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, there's a ch- there's a chance. That'd maybe. be a pretty cool thing for him to do. That'd be pretty cool if on the on the low. Because uh, here's the thing, a guy like Tom Brady, you know, like he's got he can't go anywhere now. He's up there now with the uh, legends of all time. Oh my, Michael for sure. goes anywhere. I think Drew Brees could still probably get a go places mm-hmm. and not get bothered. Probably not Peyton Manning. You have to look at there's a level of fame. I've joked about it a long time. I want John Grisham level of fame where I could still get cool seats at a restaurant, but nobody knows who I am. Right? No one's following into the bathroom. Right. Tom Brady's at that level where he Steve Miller band fame. Steve Miller band. That's like, brilliant. Do you know what Steve Miller band? Do you know who Steve Miller looks like? I I, I do. Could you pick him out of a line out of three people? I, I could not I, pick him out of a line of three people. Concert. He could be sitting could. beside me at a restaurant, and, and you have no idea because I'd probably start chatting with him, and he'd be yeah. like, "Oh, you heard that one song?" No, but it'd be like after t- it'd be after two hours yeah, after of talking about nonsense. Be like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm Steve Miller." Be like the guy with the Wu Tang producer. Peyton Manning called it an amateur move. That's what I see. There, see, there you go. There's no way he would kick dirt. The guy's he, he kind of uh, Brady said something back after that. I don't that think so. I think Brady appreciated that. That was a solid man. Move. It, it, was it was a, a solid man. Move. It was a power move. Guys at a football game, he's probably, you know, he's probably has his own, probably makes a few bucks himself. It was a power move. I mean, look, I guess the business lesson from that, if there is something, is is this is you never know when opportunity is going to serve itself up. So keep your head on a swivel. Yep. You just never know when, when it's going to fall into your lap. And you've got to be right there to take advantage of it. But you also have got to be reasonable about the gain that comes from it. And I think this is a big problem people have is they hold out for too much. They get greedy yep. and they wait for too long. Yesterday I was having a conversation, like I said, with my friend Brent Skinner. He bought some crypto at one point. He said it shot up like to the moon. And then he literally said, I thought my app was broken because yep. it went up so high. And I was like trying to figure out if my app was broken. And then by the time I realized it wasn't, it had already come back down. He's like, I should have just dumped it instantly when it was sky high. So if you have a good position, if you t- get an advantage, don't be greedy. Take advantage of that position. But cash out as you go along. I mean, I think well, even listen to like Dan Fleischman talk about the NFTs, you know, he says, if you're going to buy a bunch of NFTs, you know, invent, don't buy one. If somebody's minting a new NFT. Don't buy one NFT, buy a handful of them. And then if the price shoots up a little bit, take your original investment back off the table, take your W's, get your W back off the table. Yeah. And then you're playing with house money. Big if fan. it shoots up, it shoots up. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but don't hold your whole hand all the way to the bottom. Well, you know, John, that brings up another good point. Um, a lot of times in life, people are, are greedy. It's a general kind of thing that people do, right? Fear and greed are the two things that drive the market, right? Fear and greed. Mm-hmm. Now, um, it's okay to kind of be a little less greedy sometimes on the on the high end, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so when you were developing um, this business, how much are you willing to give up now for something paid later? Oh, you know what I mean? Like, no, I, I what could, we're doing? Okay, okay, right, okay. So listen, 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 job, listen. Yeah. We're okay. We're, we're doing that now. I mean, I've got our mortgage company. You know, not not to throw numbers out, but our our mortgage company will gross in. You know, top line seven seventy to a million bucks a month. Right. And we haven't taken a draw on that yet because that's being reinvested in the national expansion as it goes along, mm-hmm. and we just continue to reinvest one hundred percent of those profits back in. But that's exactly. But, yeah, it's what you do because because you, you wait it out. Yeah, but you're not being greedy because a greedy person goes, "I want that money now." But I w- but I will say this though: sometimes it's not just about greed. I have the luxury and the advantage of not needing that money. Yeah. Sure, well, there's some of that. Too. But, but people who have a long term vision of what they're what they are worth and what the value of their time and assets are mm-hmm. worth are the ones that win long term and develop these large banks. They're not the ones that take the the short gains and and get busted out. 
No, uh, I, I 100% agree with that. And that can happen in anything, right? Like, perfect example of greed is the uh, jockey club. Is it a jockey club? Oh, yeah. Cosmo, right? Like, Cosmo wanted to buy that. They're like, well, they're, oh, everybody hold off. Everybody hold off. We'll all hold out. We'll make millions. We, we, they need us. They need us. What do they do? Put a 64-story you know, story building around them where people are drunk, throwing shit into their pools. People can't even go lay out by their pool now because they're getting hit by beer bottles. So now what do you have? You have a big old net above the pool and devalue that whole that project. Like, you've got to be smart yeah, at, at knowing what you're holding, right? Like, that guy probably was smart enough to know, like, there's no way in hell I'm getting out of this uh, arena with this football, right? Like, give yeah, me something. Yeah, if, I, I think, something's better yeah. than nothing at that point. And, but sometimes you got to look, and you can but, be a little more but, greedy. But, 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 I, but I will I will tell you this. I like the move of asking for the golf. I think Because it's great. so ridiculous and so out well, there. Think like, that's ridiculous? No, but I think, I think it's just like you just ask for – I mean, if you're going to ask – Ask for the moon. Yeah. I mean, golf is a place where you get one on one with somebody. You're you're pretty much saying, I get a four and a half hour, a four and a half hour day with Tom Brady. Yeah, let me hang out with you. What's that word? Maybe he likes me. Maybe all I can picture is like it's like they, it's, all I can picture is like Vegas vacation, like cousin Eddie, right? <laughs> and I'm sure that's all Tom Brady could picture too. Like, yeah, there's no a, chance I'm doing just four and a half maniac. hours right around this guy, <laughs> shotgunning beers and pulling his pants down on the third. Oh, look at Tom Brady! Yeah. No way, Tom Brady! Hey, like, car girl, just on Facetime the just on Facetime the entire yeah. time with people, yeah. which is just, it's just nuts. Yeah, it's just nuts. Well, boys, I gotta tell you, man, we're gonna cut this one a little short today because. I got a business dinner I got to go to because we still have a big convention in town. And it is Friday. And if you're listening to this, I mean, hopefully Charity, it is man. Friday. You got something you could do this weekend. It is Halloween weekend this weekend. So be Raiders safe out week. there. Raiders, Raiders by, by week. week. Um, but yeah, be careful. Make sure your kids are going out well lit, uh, well lit neighborhoods. Um, okay. Do you think the razor blades and the candies are a real thing? Is that a, is that a real thing? That's stupid. It scares me. Never happened. Is it? No, I don't think it's never. No, no, no. Okay, but but here's what I'm saying. See, I think. See, I think. I think I need like some razor blades and candy at my house just sure. to keep oh, me, me just to keep me out of it. Yeah. yeah just have like, my wife tell me like, you know what? <laughs> I put a razor blade in one piece one of this of candy. Feel free to eat all yeah, of it. Start biting. Yeah, I, it's dude. I can't. I I can't kick it. I'm like Pookie from New Jack City. I, I walk by the candy thing and it just calls me. I can't kick just it. White sugar all over exactly. your face. Exactly. I, I try to kick it. I can't do it. It's crazy. <laughs> so anyway, man, be safe out there this Halloween. Have a good time. Um, if you're going, if you're an adult going out to a party, uh, don't drink and drive because you know the cops yeah, are watching this time here. Come on, call an Uber. Be smart. It doesn't. And honestly, even more, if you live in Vegas, it's less to Uber than it is to park. It is oh, yeah. stupid. It's not would, even, the, the dollar. The, the cost of Uber is two percent of yeah. what it could be, and it's and it's point zero 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 one percent. If it goes sideways for you, you get popped. Yeah, oh yeah, okay, it's don't crazy. Spend your night in jail. Don't be don't be a moron. Yeah. Call, and if if you are a moron, call me. And I'll help <laughs> you. Call, call the law. <laughs> yeah. If you're an if, once you're but, once you're an absolute please, jackass, yeah. pick up the phone and call me because yeah, I'll be happy. You're a complete fucking jackass. <laughs> But I, I think anybody we get you to, we sh- you should have your prices doubled if you're doing that. What are you guys doing for Halloween this season? What are you doing? I, I'm doing nothing. I'm no. You're doing idea. nothing. Cole? No. Parents are in town. Take the little guy out. Take so the little guy out and go trick or treating. Yeah, that's I about no, it. I take my kids out trick or treating. Yeah. All right. Well, as, as always, if you want, you can catch me here. Uh, actually, you can catch me on Instagram at the John Gafford. You can catch Colt on the day shift. Go to Gulch. Colt underscore Amadin. Yeah. On Instagram. Amadin. There it is. Conalaw LV. So, yeah, that's it for today, man. Have a great weekend. We will be back next week with another episode, and maybe we'll recap some of the stuff that we didn't actually <laughs> record today. Shout Jesus, out to Slap I for Cash. I cannot believe yeah, for we cash. did that. Good <laughs> Lord. Two people. 
Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we have things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.